Hi, Damien Marcus from 100 Not Out here. MP. Yes, Damo. We all know the importance of having a diary, but who wants a boring old day planner? Not me. Enter the journey of me. Ta-da! The incredible eight-month wellness journal designed especially for wellness peeps like you. Yes, Damo, this beautiful eight-month wellness guide is filled with questions, planners, exercises, reflective notes, and more. Endorsed by the Up For A Chat girls and loved the world over, the journey of me is a must-have if you're ready to live your best life for life. To purchase your very own journey of me and receive a free set of inspirational postcards, simply enter the code COUCH at www.wellandnew.com. That's www.w-e-l-l-i-n-e-u-x.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. Oh, where's Kim Morrison? Ooh, she's a tough. She's, she, she's late. She's running late. She'll come in soon. But I'm Cindy O'Meara. <laughs> And we have one of your actual um, advisors on the show today, Miss Cindy, and it's not often that we have the luxury of being able to speak to somebody who is so close to you and so close to what you're going through with your gorgeous little girl, Casey. So, and I know I shouldn't call her a little girl, should I? I can't help it. Hey, I just think of her, just think of all your kids as still little people, you know? I know, I know they're all adults and she's 24. And, but the reason we asked Kirsty is that we did a podcast on what was happening to Casey, uh, just not last week, the week before. And we have been inundated with, people having aha moments going, that's what's happening to me. Maybe that's what my problem is. Mm. And, I, you know, Kim and I were talking because um, we were at a wedding together and I thought, well, we need to get Kirsty on. And um, number one, I think it would be wonderful to hear Kirsty's um, story because the reason that she's helping my beautiful daughter at the moment is because of her story. And I've always said that mums change the world. And here is the most incredible mother that is changing the world and doing amazing things for people's health. So welcome, Kirsty. Yes, Thank welcome. You. Welcome, Thank Ms. You. Kirsty Worth. Great to have you on the show. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped to be here. It's lovely to chat to you both and to obviously Kim when she arrives. <laughs> the tart. <laughs> so Kirsty, hit us with... Hit us with, um, I guess, oh, well, where do we start? I mean, do we want to start with what she's doing with Casey right now, Cindy, or do you think that the story is going to be better mm. to come first? Uh, look, I think I, I love Kirsty's story. Like, you know, I met Kirsty at um, the Wellness Summit in August this year and I believe that the world puts people in the right place at the right time and I beamed over to her stand because she's got these beautiful cultures and I – Went over to the stand, you know, I want to know what your carrier is. You know? <laughs> I, I, and because I've been looking for a really good culture for years and always when I find a good culture, either the carrier I don't agree with or the company that's making it, such as DuPont or someone like that, I'm not prepared to be associated with. 
So I thought I'd go over and I'd ask her, you know, what can you tell me about your cultures? And and that's when I fell in love with her, basically. <laughs> Girl crush. Girl crush. <laughs> right back at you, Cindy. Right back at you. <laughs> we had a lovely conversation and um and then I interviewed Kirsty for my education and for my um for also for my club and just for everything to do with changing habits. So I just think it's really important that we see where Kirsty comes from, what her life was like, her adventurous rock climbing crazy <laughs> life, um, to becoming married and having children and what happened from there. So Kirsty, take it away. Give us your your life story <laughs> in a in a quick snapshot. Yeah. Oh, you've got plenty of time, love. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. No, relax. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> well. I- well, um, you know, like I, I suppose it always, always boils down to, like everyone who comes into this realm, that I have always had health problems and, you know, it displays itself in interesting ways because I just love sport and I love being outside and I'm a very social person. It did display itself quite differently for me. Like I was always very overweight in school and I just would always have random problems and bloating and lots of acne and always had muscle pain and like you know at the age of 13 I had such severe back pain I couldn't go to school and and then the fatigue would get quite bad and you know then you know as you get a little bit older those mental health insecurities and things like that would sort of start to seep in and then the sleep problems would start and it just seemed that every year a new problem would happen and a new health crisis would seem to happen to me but because I had all of my outdoor sports and I loved travel so much, I think that's just kind of what held me together a bit because, you know, I'd always be in the outdoors and, as Cindy said, I love rock climbing and I love bushwalking and I love being in the ocean and, and I spent a lot of my time after I left school travelling and doing those things. So, yeah, I think it was, you know, it was a really good um, good thing for me to have because otherwise, I, you know, goodness knows what would have happened to me. And so I always knew that, I don't know, I just had this feeling, look, food certainly has something to do with this. So just before um, my kids were born, I, I went off gluten and dairy and I noticed quite a big difference. And, I, you know, that was sort of one of those light bulb moments thinking, right, well, you know, that seems to help somewhat. So what else, you know, hiding within is going to make me feel better than what I feel at the moment? And, yeah, and I, you know, I... As all, as everyone does, you just sort of push it to the, you know, push it away and think, oh, it's not that bad, it's okay. And and when you are young, you can kind of, you can get away with it. But, it, you know, it wasn't until my son was born that I realised, look, you know, there's there, it's not just me and now he's got the problems. He was so colicky when he, he just would not settle, he wouldn't sleep and, I just look around at all these other mums, just, you know, all bliss. And I say, where's that bliss for me, people? I'm getting no <laughs> bliss here. And I was just like, I was the one covered in vomit and I was the one up all night. And um, I just couldn't understand it because I, you know, I I love living an active, healthy lifestyle and, and it just wasn't sort of working for me. So, um, but, you know, um, my son sort of he progressed and he was doing fine and then at about 18 months it just all really stopped and everything just really fell apart he just he left us like he just sort of seemed to drift off 
into a sunset and he never came back. And um, so at three he was diagnosed with autism. And around that time it was so obvious to myself and to my husband that he had some really full-on health issues. And he was, you know, born naturally, he was breastfed, but he was given um, antibiotics for ear infections. He was given all sorts of things for his colic. And being a first-time mum, I just, you know, yes, doctor, whatever, whatever's going to make him better and whatever's going to let me sleep and, you know, <laughs> calm and settle. And, of course, at that time, my mental health wasn't that great. I was like, you know, what's happening here? And, and it, you know, it wasn't until my husband, who's a nurse, said to me, look, you know, my liver patients have yellow diarrhoea like that. This is just not okay. Like, what's going on here? So... We just started to investigate what was going on and I started to investigate about myself at the same time I started to investigate about Noah and, yeah, it really sort of started thinking, well, you know, maybe it is the food we're eating, maybe it is something to do with the environment. And so we really got serious and we just took responsibility for what was going, what was happening in our family's life because the prognosis for Noah was just terrible. Like, you know, he's not going to function. He's not going to meet milestones. He may, may be nonverbal. He certainly, you know, won't won't be going to a normal school, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I suppose there's two choices. There's um, the one, okay, well, this is, this is the way it's going to be, or there's me, who's this really stubborn person. <laughs> it's like, I'm not accepting that for a minute. So I just... Yeah, we just researched. We got some really specific tests done. I just kept reading and I had just um, finished working at Monash University. I was an academic there and I was studying my PhD. So I had access to some really, really wonderful, um, you know, resources. And so I just read and did as much as I could. And the, the test results and all my reading, it revealed a lot about the gut and how the gut can literally just impact your whole life. It can change everything. And we got some really specific genetic tests done and that also opened up a whole nother, <laughs> another can of worms and, you know, in, in a good way because it certainly helped us to go, okay, this is what we're dealing with. But, of course, you know, there's the other option of, oh, my gosh, <laughs> what's happening here? So, you know, step by step, we just started regaining our health. We worked really hard at fixing our gut. We just changed everything. And I've talked to Cindy about this before, but, you know, we just got rid of all of our toxins in our life and we got um, air purifiers. We sucked out all of our plastic. We, we just did everything that we possibly could to try and keep the toxins really, really low so we could start to clear out the toxins that were already inside of us, let alone, you know, putting toxins back on top again. So, yeah, we, we just kept going and going and kept rebuilding and, and it was really difficult and we had to push through and it was really, really tough and really isolating and really hurt. But we just gained such amazing results. So like for myself, I just couldn't believe how... I was progressing and, you know, all of my pain and fatigue just went and I could sleep and I saw the world in quite a different light. And, yeah, and then my son just kept improving and improving and, um, yeah, he just, we went to the OT um, 
And he said, look, you've changed the course mm. of your son's life. Like he's now going to reach milestones. He's going to go to a normal school. He's going to function. Like he's, you know, you've you've really set the groundwork and changed change what it was going to be. And so, you know, step by step, I mean, Noah really wasn't verbal until he was about five. And so he's got so much catching up to do, but he's just going great guns at that. And it's two steps forward and one step back. But, you know, we're all just growing and learning together and improving every day. And, and you know, from all of this, I just couldn't, you know, hang up my hat and go, oh, okay, we've done that now, let's move on. I just thought of all the families that we'd encountered and all the people that we'd met and thought, I can't stand by with all this knowledge in my head and all of this understanding of how hard it is to push through and the mental stability and the mental stubbornness and all of those sorts of things that you need to push through. I just felt like I had a lot to give back to the community. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Then I, yeah, so that's really what happened. And through all of that, while we were healing my son's gut, I realised, okay, we're going to need some pretty serious, like hardcore therapeutic strength probiotics uh, in all of this. And I just couldn't find any that, um, well, I could find some, but they were just so expensive. And for what our family needed, we were, you know, we were going to have to go through like a $250 bottle of probiotics a day per person in the family so you know we were spending thousands and thousands of dollars on probiotics so yeah I just decided you know why don't I just make my own cultures and start fermenting food from my own cultures from from therapeutic probiotics and then we can have them all through the day and use it as functional food to rebuild our liver and rebuild our immune system yet we're still getting all of that therapeutic strength of probiotics because you know, at the start, it was such limited food that we could have. And I was so worried about our nutrient profile and being so malnourished. And But we couldn't have any of the sugar or the carbs because it, you know, disrupted our guts so much. So I just thought, look, there's got to be a better way. How do I get nutrients into my kids and myself without having to worry about all the sugars? So Along came our cultures and, <laughs> yeah. And, the <laughs> and they're my favourite. I absolutely <laughs> I love them because um, I and now I ferment everything. You know, I ferment juices <laughs> and the coconut water and the coconut cream. I, I, I juiced up some turmeric, garlic, and um, onion. I fermented that. <laughs> That's amazing, oh, yeah. wow. Cindy. Yeah, I and I fermented beetroot. Um, so I'm fermenting everything with your beautiful cultures. Yeah, they do. You know, they really do change the state of play. Mm. so quickly that people just jump on and they're like oh my gosh where have these been all my life I can't believe it it's yeah they're, they're quite significant to you to changing your health and you you really need to get that serious if you really want to get down and change your health so yeah that's why so, everyone seems to be so happy with them which is so wonderful and do you know what else they're really easy you, you know it's not about heating to a certain temperature, bringing it down, adding the culture, incubating. It's I put my product into a jar. I then take a cup of your beautiful culture, put that in the jar, and then I let it sit on the bench for depending. I'm, I'm, do, I'm at the point now, and I don't know if this is a good point to be at, but I'm at the point where I taste it and I go, yeah, that's enough fermentation. Let's put it in the fridge now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got a palate for it now, Cindy. <laughs> I do, I do, I really do. And even the coconut cream, I like go, 
you know, the yogurt, I, I go in there and I taste it and I go, nah, that could go a little bit longer. I'll let that for another, you know, six hours. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, look, it's so funny when people start fermenting and especially with our cultures because they are really full on and they're very therapeutic. So, you know, you've got to go in there knowing that it's going to make a serious difference to your gut. So some people need to start that low and slow and they may not ferment it for as long just to give their yeah. body a chance to get used to it. But probably where you're at now, Cindy, and where people get it when they've been, they're like, oh, no, it needs another, you know, <laughs> this isn't tart enough for me. I want the big guns. I want it to be as strong as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, Kirsty, how, how, um, how old is Noah now? Noah's seven and my daughter is five and she's had her own health crisis um, or many of them. So, um, yeah, when she was born, I thought, oh, my gosh, here we go again. Mm. <laughs> and was it the same thing? She had, uh, she had a severe, severe, well, she stopped breathing and had to be resuscitated 13 oh times God. to her vaccinations. And, um, yeah, she's had a lot of liver problems and um, had it not been for our knowledge and our change in lifestyle and change in diet and being so serious about what we do, yeah, she would have gone exactly the same way that Noah did. But we nipped it in the bud so early that she's just, you know, she's thriving, absolutely thriving. So it's wonderful to see, you know, it, this really does change a change someone's life from that mm -hmm. early from six months it can completely change someone's life so That's and I've met both of them on Skype and um, I was having a Skype meeting with Kirsty and the, they came in after school and they were really excited and and Noah just was rattling on and chatting away and telling me all these oh, amazing things how and, cute oh I just cried I absolutely <laughs> cried to know that he had he was diagnosed with autism and maybe nonverbal. He would be nonverbal and didn't start speaking until he was five. He spoke very well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't shut him up now. <laughs> wow, amazing, yeah. amazing. And so, I mean, I'm I'm about to go to a fermentation workshop. Cindy, you will be so proud of me. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know. In um, I think in, I've got one coming up in a, in the next week. I think on the Sunshine Coast, so I'm so oh. looking forward to kind of to understanding it because you guys mm. talk about fermentation fermentation all the time, but it's something that I've always struggled with when I eat fermented food because I think my gut is so compromised that when I eat it, it makes it worse. And yeah, and look that. Sorry to interrupt, but no, yeah, that's great. that's the problem. People, um, there's two problems with that. Let me let me break that down. The, the first issue is that. When your gut is so out of whack, when you have fermented foods, it um, it goes to work. It gets down there and does its job. But if there are pathogens in your gut, those pathogens release toxins when they're um, being attacked by the, well, let's call them good and bad guys. I know that's quite a, you know, simplistic way no, of looking at it. But keep it simple. That's what yeah. I say. <laughs> I like it Cindy simple. Cindy knows that I can get very tech very quickly, <laughs> so I'll keep it very simple. Um, yeah, but when they, when you know, when you put those probiotics in in your body and you start to change the way it, it works and back to how it should, the um, yeah, those pathogenic um, top, you know, the bad guys, they release those toxins, and those toxins are really, really, really detrimental to your liver. They're um, quite bad. I mean, some of them have this, you know, they've got the affinity to alcohol. They're acetaldehyde. So, 
you feel like some people feel like they're hungover. Some people, some people get the joy of feeling drunk first because they release all these alcoholic toxins. So you get like a bit of a high, and then you know they just sort of um, slap you down because your livers just get so under pressure from all the toxins that your gut releases. And the the second thing is that some ferments use um, they use bacteria which produces histamines and histamines can be quite hard on some people's body depending on their genetics. And so if, you know, if you've got a predisposition to struggle a bit with histamines or um, if your body's a bit under pressure anyway, a lot of people find that, yeah, they, they find it hard, hard to take on fermented foods. And so they, then they stop and they think, oh, I can't have them. And that's what makes me so upset because it's like that's, the best reason that you need to push. Oh, sounds like probiotics and really get down and, and have it, you know, get onto it and fix that dysbiosis. And so, Christy, it's it's Kim here. Hello. Hello, everybody. I have been listening and I think I need some fermented grapes right now, having been running around after children anyway. <laughs> Hello, babies. I wanted to ask you, I've been listening, and I, I wanted to know, Kirsty, what is the big thing around fermentation? As in, this has obviously been around for many cultures, and it's very traditional, and it's been something. Why did it go out of fashion as such? And why is there such a, a need for it? I mean, I know we know that the food's gone, you know, absolutely haywire as far as what we're all eating. But what do you truly believe has been the cause of all these gut issues? Is there one thing or is there a number of things? Yeah, well, there's a number of things. I mean, the reason why it went out of fashion is really the refrigerator came in because traditionally, traditionally fermented foods were used by farmers and, um, you know, all, all people in society really, that they would harvest their their goods in summertime and or spring and then they really wanted to make sure that they still had that in winter and the best way to do that because they didn't have canning or any any processed food. So they the only way they could do it was to add some salt and then ferment it in jars and then put it down in their cellar. So in the middle of winter, they could bring it out and they could have fresh food. And obviously, um, you know, on the boats, even right back to the explorers, they had um, Captain Cook took sauerkraut with him for the vitamin C from the cabbage. So, he, you know, his crew didn't get scurvy. So they, they knew that it was going to be great to give them that fresh food in, you know, drought times maybe or in the dark of winter. And um, they also knew that it had beneficial property, you know, feelings on their body. But it wasn't really clear how wonderful fermented foods were until, you know, the science came along and we could really see that it had a really positive effect on the gut microbiome and it helps alkaline the body and helps, um, you know, provide those bacteria in your gut with some good food. So it was, you know, the reason why it's out of fashion is processed food, refrigerators, people are so big. And and also it hasn't been handed down. So, you know, my my mum, you know, I've talked about this before, she she taught me how to make awesome scones, which is great. But, you know, that tradition of fermented foods and and how to do that just hasn't been passed down. And so people literally don't know how to do it. So like Karen's going to do, you've got to go and seek out a fermenting workshop. And in old, you know, in traditional times, cultures would just 
do it every day. And so the kids were around it. The kids knew how to do it. And so when they grew up, they just did it because that's what they knew how to do. So I think there's that lack of storytelling and a lack of tradition being passed down. And, you know, I mean, look, I could go on for another two hours on why why do we need fermented foods and what's happening and why do we, you know, why is it coming back so much? But it's just really because, the, you know, our gut microbiomes are being damaged so much now by today's lifestyle. I mean, you know, not only is it we've got so many kids being born by C-section, so they're not literally being seeded from their mother with, you know, all those really important bacteria that you need as a child so you can digest your mum's um, you know, milk, your breast milk and digest all of that beautiful plant fibre that you need and to grow a healthy immune system. But we've got lots of antibiotics and um, as soil quality is not as good. And there's just so many things that are happening and people are taking a lot of medication. They're stressed. I mean, you know, we now know through science that within 20 minutes of a stressful situation, your whole gut microbiome can change. And that's scary for me because mine um, has been poor my whole life because it was handed down from my mum. And so if I'm stressed, I've got to be really careful that it doesn't go back and reset to what it, what it was. I'm always, you know, managing it and keeping on top of it. And so, yeah, there's, there's so many issues that are happening in today's environment. And, you know, just drinking from the tap, it's full of chlorine and chlorine directly kills gut bacteria. So whereas, you know, in traditional times we would have had rainwater. So all of those issues are compounding on the problem that people are getting this dysbiosis and um, thankfully people are starting to realise, oh, fermented foods, that, that's going to help me digest my proteins and my fats and it's going to help me assimilate my nutrients and keep strong and healthy and nourish my body and nourish my immune system. So hooray, yeah. it's back on. Actually, I just want to uh, reiterate what you said there about stress and within 20 minutes it changes the microbiome. Just even um, I reckon it changes in seconds because if, you're, if you get a shock, you, your stomach turns immediately and diarrhoea can be within yeah. minutes. So I'm just wanting people to realise this does happen. We, we, it's not something that, you know, it just, you know, we're just learning now. It's happening to people all the time when they have a shock or they get stressed and, and we do, we change everything and the bowels change. And I just, I just think people have to think literally about this and what's happening and start to realize that we've got to start making some drastic changes. Mm. I'd actually love to lead the conversation to, when you leaped from, and I don't know if it was a leap or how it was, but how did you go? Um, actually, I'm going to make a statement and then I'm going to ask you the question. So one of the things that I do with Changing Habits is that I educate and I have a 12-month education program on nutrition for people to understand what's happening to in their food, um, in every aspect of our food and including the microbiome and, and what happens in there. and. What that's for is for people to become empowered with education to then help themselves and their family and friends and create a ripple effect through the community. So I see you as somebody who 
got the knowledge, got the information, and I know that you had to search high and low. There was no one to guide you through this. Like you did have, I know there were people that really helped as far as you read books and things like that. But how did you go from all this massive amount of information that you collected over the years in order to heal your son and your daughter and your own um, gut? Did your husband have a good gut? Was he good? (laughs) <laughs> he was good. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty good. He yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. So how did you leap from that to then go, I need to help people. I need to get people well because it's because of that leap that I have learnt a massive amount of information and my beautiful daughter Casey is coming out the other side. Yeah, I. well, it, you know, it's, I find it a scary one, definitely. But really the leap was that I just I just felt better. And suddenly when you feel better, you see the world very differently. And when you see the world differently, you can you suddenly it's like it's like you come out from the ocean in a periscope or something and you suddenly look up and you go, Oh my gosh, there's a whole world out here. I didn't realise I was feeling so crap and so stuck in survival in my own world that I didn't realise that, you know, there was this whole other world out there that needs my help and it's not because um you know I was sort of you know stuck in a room away from society I mean I traveled so much and saw so many communities and lived in numerous cultures and I was so exposed to you know amazing things so it's not as if I um I didn't have that experience it was just suddenly I had a working body and I felt like oh my gosh I can I can give back. I've got I'm full. I'm like my cup's full, and now I can give it back to everybody. Mm. And I don't know if that quite <laughs> makes sense. But and this look, the second thing is that it, gosh, it was tough. And like you said, Cindy, I had a research centre in Canada that I worked with, and another one in Italy, and I mm. had a lady at Guelph University. I mean, I had some really high profile people, but I had no one to hold my hand. I had and. I, you know, we, we had a lot of friends that were, oh, gosh, I don't really know what you're doing and this is freaking me out, so I think we'll just sort of leave you to it. And it was isolating. It mm. was really isolating. So I just, I didn't want that experience and I didn't want Noah's um, challenges and all that hard effort and time that he went through to be of no use. So, but, I yeah, I think it was that I, I got well. And I sort of came out the other side and thought, oh, wow, if anyone else felt like we did, I've got, I got to get out there and, and let them know that you can actually come through this. It's, it is, it's okay. You can do it. So. You know what's really interesting is that I got a text from Casey two days ago and it was, oh, my gosh, I live overseas. I'm living abroad. Now, she's been there since June and not well since that time too. And she's just had this realisation. (laughs) So it is. Well, I mean, New Zealand. New Zealand is home, Dad. New Zealand is a great place to call home. Let's talk about that. Okay, look, there's a lot of people out there with problems. Without a doubt, there's lots of people that are suffering and there's lots of, sadly, cases and situations like Casey. What about for those of us? that don't think we have a problem, that, um, (laughs) (laughs) 
that don't seem to have gut issues or health issues as such, is the importance still there? And if so, what what's the best thing for people like us? Well, I think the first thing is that um, when you should never assume you don't have a gut problem because sore sinuses or a bad back or a funny knee or ringing in your ears or that silly rash that only comes every couple of months or that funny snivelly nose, basically everything that happens in someone's world starts in their gut. And so if, you're, if you've got arthritis or fibromyalgia or anything like that or you're really fatigued and your brain, like your memory's just shocking, that's all coming from your gut. So I, I suppose the first thing that I would say is make sure that um, if you do have any niggling health concerns, make sure that you do realise that it is coming from your gut. And, um, yeah, and if, if you don't have any health concerns and you're like, you know, this perfect pristine temple, which is just awesome, um, the thing is that just to make sure that you maintain the quality of your gut microbiome so you feed it well with the right foods and you minimise or limit all the foods that are going to destroy the gut microbiome. And so, of course, that's going to be sugar and processed foods and, um, you know, those franken foods. And you're going to replace them with foods that are going to feed your gut mi microbiome. So you're going to, you know, artichokes is a great way to feed your gut microbiome. And we know that, um, you know, fibre is another way of just because it's like a little forest in there. And if you don't feed it and put the right soil in there, it it eventually just sort of dies away. And as as you age, your digestive enzymes and your gut microbiome, they, they have a bit more trouble because you're just ageing. So it's another wonderful way of ensuring that if you add fermented foods every time you eat, they're going to help you digest as your body gets a little bit older and, you know, things just slow down a little bit. So every single person can benefit from them. Absolutely. So if someone has got, say, ringing in the ears and a lower back problem, let's just say they're their two little issues or or they could be big issues, would you put them on a regime like you've done, Casey, or would you just start with the fermented foods and doing things like that? Yeah, so um, if the ringing in the ears and the back problem is more um, a really good sign that their liver is overburdened and so it would be more about using those fermented foods to help the liver to detox and also take the pressure off the gut microbiome so the liver's not doing so much work and the pancreas isn't getting as many enzymes out and it just takes the pressure off the body. Mm -hmm. And when the body has less pressure on it, it has a chance to heal. And when you take that pressure away, it becomes really obvious what the problem is and how to fix it. But you've got to be in tune or have someone like me working with you to realise, oh, goodness me, I didn't realise that this was actually causing my ringing in the ears or, you know, my, my back problems caused because I'm so dehydrated because I can't digest any food and my, my liver's work, working over time. So, it, um, yeah, it just, it just depends what the person's problem is and how I work with them that, you know, it's nutting out that what are your goals and how do we get to that point. And so, Kirsty, do you – oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think having a coach, like if you go to a doctor, the doctor just does a, a diagnosis, gives you a medication and you walk away. Whereas with Kirsty, it's you, – you sign up for six months. It's a six-month coaching 
coaching program. And look, look at you, Karen. You do a coaching program. I do a 12-month you know, mm. education program. Kim does a, a program. We all do them. This is, this is exactly the same. We're being coached through um, our health as opposed to our finances or our business or our education. And I, I just feel that um, we've lost that art. We, we were talking the other day, Kirsty and I, and we don't have that sage at the top of the hill that you go to because she was the witch doctor or the medicine man who, who could co help you through this. We don't have them anymore. No, and, you know, it, it worries me because people have health concerns and they finally get in to see a specialist and they see them and then they say, I'll come back in three months. And, you know, when that happened to us, I just walked away and thought, mm. but what am I going to do for the next three months? They <laughs> haven't actually given me, like they don't give you any tangible, okay, this week we're going to do this, this and this. I want you to check in with me tomorrow. I want to know exactly how you're feeling. I want, the, you know, I want some really good description of all of the things that you're feeling. Um, yeah, you just coming out the other end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, it's always going to go to that, isn't it? Oh, I've been waiting. Have, have we talked poo? Yet? No. Has poo and No. And, like you know, having the conversation a bit later. I just want to know: Have we talked about the absolute alien creatures that are within our guts and what Hello. it looks like when you actually Google? <laughs> oh, vomit factor. But I, I, I think on that though, I, I definitely. <gasps> say that there are some parasites and some pathogens that live in your body and we were talking about it briefly before like the toxins that they release they severely interfere with people's mental health they interfere with their ability to make decisions they interfere with so many of those neurotransmitters and you know so this is this is why people need a health coach because until you clean up your gut and you stop those toxins affecting those certain parts of your brain especially, you can't actually make valid decisions. You can't make conscious, appropriate decisions. And so you do kind of need to hand over to someone and say, like, you just need to run the show here for a couple of months because I'm, I'm literally can't make decisions. I'm so fatigued. I can't wake up. I don't know what to do next. I don't know what to cook myself today. I'm just so lost. And... The expectation on someone to get better when they feel that bad is just it's just not fair. And secondly, it's not their fault. They've got like a you know a toxic factory happening within them that is literally altering their brain chemicals. And you know to suddenly ask them on their own to turn around and uh, you know within in between each of the appointments at the specialist just to come back and have had that sorted out I just think it's too much for someone while someone's you know either a mum or they're working really hard for their boss or they're at school and they're trying to learn it's it's just too much pressure and of course as we all know if your adrenal glands go down then it's even worse for your gut and it's even worse for, for healing so it's um yeah it's just people just need someone to help them Kirsty, I just want you to know that I got a phone call from my son at school today and he rang very quickly and went, Mum, it's Jacob here. I'm just letting you know that I'm going to the sick bay. I said, what do you mean you're going to the sick bay, Jacob? And he goes, it's parasites. It's it's just parasites. <laughs> just know that it's parasites. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, 
the reality was he hadn't studied for his physics test, but oh, yes. he's told them in sick bay that he has parasitic issues. So, and they're not going to argue with that. No. So I'm just telling you, the more knowledge that these kids have, it's actually scary. They're using it as a weapon, not a tool. Oh, who is this child? He's hilarious. Oh. I love that. I love that so much. See, that's a thinker. I like that. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, Although, if, if he was one of my students, I would have pulled him back into line, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I agree with you, what you're saying, Kirsty. Like, um, when we started with Casey, I remember Casey saying to you, well, I've got exams and I probably can start this in eight weeks. And you just looked at it and went, you will be shut down in eight weeks. You will be sleeping. You will have you will basically not be functioning. You have to start today. And I remember that you gave her instructions of what she had to do, which we started on that very day. And all Casey did was be a robot, I reckon, for five weeks, where what you told her to do, she did. She didn't question it. She just went. And if I tried to add something, she'd go, Mum, because you didn't <laughs> tell me to do that. <laughs> you know, and, and I went, okay. Fine, I won't, you know, no, not doing anything. But I noticed that when the tide started to turn and things started to, you know, pick up for her and that she started to do research. She wanted to know what her test results were. She couldn't care less about her test results. It was it was quite interesting. It's been really interesting watching as a mother um, this whole process of her now becoming really interested in what's happening in her body, like, uh, yeah, and so I I know a lot of mother a lot of people are like this. They've shut down. Yeah, and, and to say, oh, we'll see you in three months. It is. It's it's like, oh, what am I going to do for the next three months? Get worse because that's yeah. what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that is what's going to happen. And you know, and and the problem, the other problem with that is people keep withdrawing food from their diet because they're oh well, I can't handle that anymore, or that makes me feel like this, or that makes me feel like that. And, you know, as, as happened to us as a family, you get so scared of food that you end up eating rice and lamb because you just, mm. oh, my gosh, I just what's happening? I can't have this. I can't have that. And then, if, you know, how are you supposed to fire up your neurotransmitters and make serotonin or do anything when you've, you're literally starving? You know, you might not be hungry, but your brain's starving. So a lot of my clients come to me in that sort of malnourished point you know they're overnourished but they're very malnourished you know yeah. their brains are malnourished and that's you know I had Casey on liver within seconds because the the B vitamins in liver was really going to get those neurotransmitters back up and firing and using mm. that you know that functional fermented nutrition like instead of popping supplements you're using food that's easily digestible so you can actually start to rebuild your nutrients and Rebuild your hormones and, all, you know, all the stuff that goes along with being a functioning human. And I think the other thing is that you're tough. You are so tough. <laughs> you don't let anything pass anybody. And whereas Casey would ring me and go, Mom, this is what's happening. I said, bring Kirsty. <laughs> she, will, she will say what to do. Whereas I would go, I remember when she was, you know, dealing with the oregano oil and she would go into a rash and I'm going, oh, honey, maybe you need to put an you know, a carrier oil with it or something like that. And then you ring and you go, no, just keep pushing through it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and, and can, I, can I ask you? People need it. Mm. Yeah. 
Can I ask Kirsty when when I was looking after athletes and when I was an athlete myself, one of the the key ways we knew how well an athlete was 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 looking at their poo. Oh, and um, I just <laughs> it's, oh. it's bizarre, but even when my kids were babies, I could always no, judge how no. well they were by looking at their poo. Oh, Look, yeah, no. I just want to ask you what your thoughts are around this. You could look at your dog's poo and know how healthy they are. You can. You can tell by poo. Poo tells a lot. No, no. Yeah, it does. When I when I was nineteen, I lived in um, in the right up in the mountains in India with the Tibetan government in exile, and so I I was really fortunate. I got to see the Dalai Lama quite regularly with the work that I was doing, and I got sick. And when I went to the doctor, the Tibetan medical doctor, didn't ask me anything about my symptoms. And you know, I was brought up in Australia, so I was waiting for the so you know how's the cough or this or you know where's the rash or whatever. He just asked me about my poo and I just was like, what? what? What's going on here? Like this was the first time I'd ever encountered that whole concept of, you know, your health and what's happening in your body is displayed through your gut. And, you know, we now know that, and you know, all of your microbes and so much of your bacteria comes through in your poo, like when you, you know, when you go to the toilet. And so if it's healthy and well-formed, it shows that within your gut it's healthy and well-formed. And if it's not, like, you know, poor Noah, when he was at his worst, it was yellow and he was literally just running out of his bottom. He had no control, no control at all. And we were told that that was just toddler diarrhoea and it's normal. But, you know, my, yeah, my husband was, but we, you know, at work we have to keep charts on everyone's poo and this would be a concern and we would call a doctor. So, it totally it, it it shows the health of your insides and what happens on the inside is you know everything about what have, you know what comes out on the outside. It's have like we your life fecal transplants? <laughs> no, we haven't yet. Oh God! I, I, oh. Can, we, can you tell us all about those? Can I just I just want to make I, one I, comment because it's almost like your life was preordained to do this. By what you've just told us just then. So I, I just wanted to put that out there. It's like you're already learning about this at 19, even though you didn't know that this would be your journey. So it's lovely to see. Now you can talk about transplants, okay? <laughs> um, I think well, Kaz wants one. Oh, yeah. Give me strength. <laughs> oh, I'm, still, I'm still stuck on the fermentation thinking to myself, is it dairy? Is it dairy? Like I'm, I'm so, I'm so convinced I need it, and I just have to push through the pain. But I'm thinking, is it dairy? Oh my god! And then now you want to talk about poo? Oh, and liver. Oh, liver, liver, liver. Cassie, <laughs> 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 Cassie, we haven't met yet, my love. But if ever there was a princess, it's me. If ever there was a wuss, there's me. If there's anybody who can't bear snot, spit, poo, and vomit, it's me. That's that's all right. I'll take I'll take you out in the bush and we'll we'll get you sorted. No, that's all right. no, can't bear it. I must be able to take my straightening iron. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsty. Just you know, don't even don't even go there. <laughs> They've given up on me. No, seen it. Now, now that's just an extra challenge for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love oh, it. Trust me, she's a challenge for all our speakers. She's, <laughs> she's, she's the help. Um, okay, go. Do poo transplants. <laughs> yeah. Talk about poo transplants. Go. Do it. 
Well, yeah, um, tell us what they're about and who that who you get one from. Like, could I literally go to the toilet and someone would get my poo and put it inside? Like, give us the rundown on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, okay. Well, I have had one, and my both my children have had one, so I'm in a position to talk about them. We went to Canada to have our FMTs done. Now, the the thing is that I think people believe that FMTs are going to cure every problem and they're going to solve the world, but in the science, we know that it's the Clostridium difficile, which is a very, very horrible pathogen. Um, and that's the specific pathogen that the FMT seems to work best on because Clostridia difficile is actually basically immune to antibiotics. So, yeah, it seems that it goes in there, the FMT goes in and crowds out the pathogens and basically reseeds and repopulates and starts afresh. So... You know, it, it certainly does work. I mean, Noah had few words and he could, couldn't talk that much. He said he was talking but not very much and, you know, the day after he had his FMT he was talking sentences and quite, you know, it was quite astounding what, you know, the change in his body and the change that it made to him. But, um, yeah, with the FMTs it's you take some yeah someone else's stool and all of their beautiful bacteria that they've got in their stool and you then put it inside so they're a donor and then you put it inside someone who has a dysbiosis in their gut and it repopulates and it changes the environment so it's um a very and the chinese have been doing it for years elephants do it you know when you know baby elephants they don't eat any plants or anything for i think it's six months or something and they just eat their mother's stool so you know, it's, a lot of animals and a lot of cultures have known about this for quite some time, but I think we get a bit freaked out by it. But you know, it is basically just taking someone else's bacteria and repopulating with your own. Mm. Oh, everyone's very yes. quiet. Mm, no. Yeah, are you there? I thought that you dropped out. No. no. <laughs> um, look, when you know, we're hearing about it more and more, and there are um, like. Um, Pearl Mutter just wrote a book. Um, it's not Grain Brain; it's the the other one, Brain Maker. And yeah. you know, he starts to talk about probiotic enemas, and he talks about fecal transplants. And as as we were saying the other day, Kirsty, we people need to stop being princesses and princes, mm. and realize that these are old traditional ways of healing, such as the coffee enemas and the uh, I don't know if probiotic enemas were going back in those days, but, you know, these, as you were saying, the Chinese have been doing this for a long time. And I I think I would like to see it become something that's a little bit more mainstream um, as opposed to everybody freaking out about it. I know in my office everybody's getting enema kits. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> um, and, but I think, you know, it's really important to let people know that... Um, you know, an FMT is wonderful and, gosh, it changes everything. I mean, it certainly changed my life. It re- literally changed my life because when I was born, I wasn't um, inoculated from my mum with these really important bacteria called Bacteroides. I basically had none in my gut. So you, you can't get them in a probiotic pill and it's very hard to grow them. So I didn't really have many options. But there are a lot of people that have 
you know, they've had a good life. They've eaten foods that possibly aren't that great for their gut microbiome and then they've heard about FMTs and they know that they've got problems and so they just think, oh, well, I'll have an FMT and that will solve the problem. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's not going to solve the problem because unless you take it seriously mm. and you change your lifestyle and you change what you put in your body and on your body, the FMT won't hold and you'll just be in the same spot of bother. So I get concerned that people see it as another pill quick, fix. quick fix. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you've already destroyed your gut microbiome. If you get someone else's, you're still going to destroy that if you don't take responsibility for your health and take responsibility for why you got yourself in that place in the first place. So I just, I mean, FMTs are wonderful and the, I just think it's just such a great step forward for what we can do to really, without huge medical intervention, make big, big changes in someone's health. But it concerns me that, I, and I know lots of people that have not prepared or planned or done anything like I've done, you know, we've done with Casey and gone and had these FMTs and then, you know, two years later or whatever, they're, they're just back in the same boat. And that, you know, that worries me. That's, a, you know, but... Well, I was looking at research, Kirsty, on the, the FMTs, and um, they were saying, you know, that it doesn't work for all. And, you know, I'm wondering if they've also, and I haven't gone in, into the exact research, I've just been listening to it. I'm wondering if it, if they look at, well, did the person change their lifestyle? Did they change their environment? Did they change their gut environment by putting the right foods in back, you know, not not going on the bad food diet but going on a really good food diet or doing the preparation that you've done and that what I know that is needed, are they the ones that will work so much better and hold and stay? It would be interesting to see the research as it comes out more and more. Yeah, and look, the research centre that um, we work with in Canada was <laughs> quite interesting because we went over and, you know, the doctor that we worked with is like, you know, he's the dude in the world. He's the leading sort of guy in this and, and, you know, there I was, you would have laughed so much, so there I was telling him, well, the donors need to go on this diet, they need to cut this out, I want them on this specific probiotic before they, you know, give out, I, this, this and this, and I need that for at least two weeks beforehand. And then, <laughs> and they were just looking at me like, what, well, is that going to make a difference to the FMT? And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Have you not put this in your research? And so it just like gave them a whole new headache. But <laughs> Good girl, well done. Yeah. And um, we have a donor back here and, you know, we're very specific about what um, the donor needs to eat and, you know, and I'm, I work with the CSIRO back here in Adelaide and um, some PhD students and, you know, it's they're, they're coming to me and saying, look, we've got funding and we're doing this research on the gut microbiome in kids with autism but we actually don't know what the successful diet is. We're not sure what to feed them. And so, you know, the science sort of hasn't caught up with the you know, all of the facets that come around an FMT. And, of course, you know, there's lots of people working on it. So, you know, I wouldn't, you know, put it, put it out there that they're all working on it and making huge inroads. But exactly that, Cindy, mm. you've got to be so serious about. I mean, if someone went and had a liver transplant and then they went back drinking, um, you know, that's known, it's shun upon, and the medical community know that that's not going to help the liver transplant. And it's the same with the gut microbiome. If you're going to have a new one, you've got to look after it. Yeah. 
What about what about um, colonics and limas then? What what's the benefit and what's the point and the what, sorry, what was that at the end? And how you do they differ between an enema and a colonic? And enemas. Yes. What is the difference? Okay, Kimmy's dropping out. Yeah. So to, I think she's asking, what's the difference between an enema so and a colonic? Oh, okay. So the colonic, the basis or the premise behind that is it, it you know, obviously puts warm water in. And it sends the warm water in and basically just washes through the intestine and gets rid of any debris or any matter that may um, have embedded in there from undigested food. And, you know, it cycles through. So there's quite a lot of water that goes through and it's a gentle process of just eliminating. The coffee enema is more specific because the coffee actually goes in and what it does is it, um, it basically asks the liver to release bile and this is a simplistic term but it asks the liver to release bile and bile is where you hold all your toxins so not only does the coffee go in and take away all the undigested food and the debris and help get rid of you know any parasites or anything that's stuck in there but it goes in and helps the liver to release that bile to release the toxins and so it's a wonderful tool at trying to at, at helping the body eliminate toxins as well as cleaning up the whole digestive system and any debris or undigested food that might be in there so the i prefer the coffee enemas because they're at home you're in control but also it has such a significant impact on the liver and pretty much everyone who's got gut problems their liver's not doing so well and so especially when you go about a process of cleaning up your gut, and we were talking about this before, you release a lot of toxins. So you want to use those coffee enemas to help get those toxins out so the inflammation's low and you don't feel as terrible. And as Casey knows, you feel terrible anyway when you do a when, you know, when you're doing it. Yeah. So the, coffee, the coffee enemas are just like that lovely tool to help your body. It's just that helping hand. Yeah. And, and it... I like I just know what she's like every day I speak to her and I write down how she's feeling and the changes um, that are happening and um, I think it's really important that as the changes happen that there's somebody there to help them understand what's happening and and that's the thing it happens something new happens every week and something different needs to happen every week and it's not um it's not a static program or it's not a static thing healing what was really good at the start like you know we started Casey on so much um you know high quality fats and high quality protein but now as her body's got strong and she's helped you know the nutrients are starting to build up in her system she's intuitively wanting more cleansing foods and so you know her even her body's telling her oh mm. I'm through this now, I'm rebuilding, I'm ready to mm. cleanse out all those toxins and all that other stuff, which is the fallout from what's happened to me. So, yeah, and, you know, what she's going to need in another couple of months is completely different again. So you can't sort of just think that, oh, I'll just go on this diet and I'll be fixed because there's so many steps and so many processes that you need to go through to, to get there. It's like unravelling. It's like, you know, when you pass the parcel, I'm noticing this. So we take the first layer off and you can't get to the second layer until you've taken the first layer off. 
and then and it just keeps getting deeper and that's one of the things that I've learned from you is that sometimes we don't go deep enough and we don't get to that point that we have to get to in order to do a complete healing and I remember when we started this Casey said a month mum I'll be right in a month and that was you know that was what she wanted was to be well in a month yeah and um I don't think she realised the layers that she had to go through. Now she does. She now understands it. And it must be must be hard when you're coaching someone who has had no, um, nothing like what Casey has had. You know, she's been brought up in a great um, environment where we always talk about health, but it's always been part of what we do. You know, we and, – and, and she knew exactly what to do and she knew she had to do it and that was it. Whereas – there must be people who come to you that are just getting off McDonald's. Would I be right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, and just, just explaining, um, yeah, like what are nourishing foods and what are foods that are going to affect you. And, and you know, a lot of my clients, it's just actually navigating with them how to how, how do their, their day runs. Like, okay, so you've got, you know, as you know, I've got a client at the moment who's, you know, she's a single mum with kids and it's like, okay, so how are we going to fit this into your day? When are we going to cook? When are we going to do that? And it's like, you know, I'm my client's <laughs> personal assistant, you know, because I do obviously do that um, 24-hour support and the emails and, um, you know, text messages and stuff because at the start it, you need someone there. And I don't want someone to say, oh, you know, I don't have time for this or it's just too hard because this is my life. Like that, you know, I, as you would know, I see that as, okay, that's an excuse. How do we get over that and fix that problem? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Definitely. So, so Kirsty, you know, oh, sorry. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say we, we're, we're, coming to, we're coming to the end and I'm, I'm really keen to, I guess, we, to get a bit of a, a bit of an outline for where people can start because there's going to be so many people listening to this show today thinking, wow, I want her, I want her in my back pocket, I want her to come and just live in my house. Kim has sent me a private message saying, do you think we can get her to come and live with us? <laughs> so, I've so, already asked oh, her to move to the sunny yeah. <laughs> So no doubt everybody that's listening to the show is thinking, I'm onto it, I'm motivated, you've inspired us beyond belief, your knowledge is just so profound and spot on that you've made us all feel really, really safe with listening to you and being able to trust the direction that you give us. So what do you think for somebody, I mean, I think it's fair to say that a lot of the people who listen to the show, you know, they're very cindified and they are very um, aware that good food, whole food, real food, organic food is the best way to go. And even if they're not practicing it daily, it's their intention. So for the most part, for somebody, for people like that who do know that they have gut issues, what would be the first three things you should suggest that they do? And then how the hell do they get you in their back pocket? <laughs> um, well, I mean, the first three things that they would need to do is, I mean, I would highly recommend that they understand probiotics and they understand the importance of therapeutic strength of probiotics because you can't just change your gut microbiome by taking a supermarket probiotic. There's just not enough. Um, they call them CFUs. That's how we measure the amount of bacteria in a probiotic. And so you really need to 
get on to some really good therapeutic quality probiotics. And, you know, um, obviously our cultures are really good for that because you can make awesome food and get the probiotics as well. So, so everybody listening can get cultures from you. They don't have to go searching frantically around. They can get them no. from you. <laughs> yeah. So you just go on to culturedwellness.com and culture wellness starts with a K, so K for cultured wellness. And, um, yeah, you can order the, the cultures from there. So are, they, are they dairy? No, no, they've got, they're in a coconut base. So we have a kiffer one, a coconut kiffer one, and also a um, coconut yogurt one. So there's no no fillers, no dairy. Awesome for people who, have, you know, they might be on GAPS or they're low FODMAPs or... Vegan. It, just, yeah, yeah. Just putting it <laughs> out there. Yeah, histamine <laughs> problems, you know, anything like that. They really are. They just tick the box for anyone who's got any severe health and chronic health issues cool okay so first step is to get onto some cultured some cultures to start doing some fermenting yeah definitely um the second thing is i would highly recommend that um you take responsibility for your health so a lot of people are on that merry-go-round of going from this practitioner to that practitioner and this specialist to that specialist and that just won't get you anywhere. Mm. You need to spend that time and that money bunkering down and doing the stuff that mo- they know what they need to do. When people are on that merry-go-round, they know that they've done the research, they've seen the specialists, they know they've got this problem, but it's easier to go and see everyone else rather than sit at your home and go, oh, God, I really do have to do this. So it's... um. Yeah, it's taking responsibility and, okay, I'm in this mess. I'm going to get myself out of this and how am I going to do that and let's just unpack it and put it step by step and get there. So So. doing some research on what sort of diet is best for their condition. So go go and do the tests and find out what your condition is first and then, (laughs) yeah. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Look, it's really hard to say. I mean, really... um, can I can I answer that one? Um, so Karen, when Casey started the, and I can only just say what happened with us. When Casey st- had this interview, we started that day. We didn't wait for tests. We would have been waiting three and a half weeks for a test, and we're waiting eight weeks for another test. We weren't hanging around. And I think what happens is you go to the specials, you have a test, and you wait three months for the results. And I don't think people can wait. I think that. It, you know, it's about you've got to clean that gut first. That gut has to be done uh, as number one. Am, am I, did I put that eloquently enough, Kirsty? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, in, in amongst that is that, um, yes, you can go and get the test done, but if you're still consuming high amounts of sugar and carbohydrates, your gut is not going to thank you for that. So, okay, so and cutting out sugars and carbohydrates. Yeah, and you know, there's this whole raw food thing at the moment, and raw desserts, and mm, green green yeah. smoothies, and um, <laughs> juices, and that concerns me a lot because people are just drinking copious and eating copious amounts of sugar, and those things, you know, they deplete your liver, they deplete your methylation, and they certainly deplete your gut microbiome. So. You've got to be, um, every time you put something in your mouth, you need to think, is this building my gut microbiome? Is it feeding it? 
is it nourishing it? Is it nourishing my liver? Is it nourishing my body? Is it helping me to thrive? And a lot of the, um, uh, you know, so, so-called healthy foods um, don't do that because the liver requires very specific nutrients in that, you know, second phase of the liver for the body to excrete and to remain healthy and strong, and that's proteins and amino acids and, you know, certain um, vitamins and minerals, and they're found in the boring foods, <laughs> you know. I don't so, think they're boring. Well, well I don't Give us some examples. Oh, no, I give love us, them. Give us Karen's some examples. Karen's going to freak, by the way, Kirsty. Well, give us some examples for meat eaters. Give us some examples for veggos. <laughs> um, so <laughs> one of the um, best foods to start with for you if you're really, really on, you know, in trouble, um, using organ meat, so making some liver pate oh. would be wonderful. It is, you know, it's the most dense food that you can get. And so it's going to really set you up to help you with um, trying to, you know, getting those neurotransmitters going and trying to lift the fog a little bit. And the veggie um, option? The veggie option? Is uh, there, is there a veggie option? Yeah, artichokes are really good because they're going to feed your gut microbiome. Um, chickpeas are wonderful at feeding your gut microbiome so hummus would be really good at feeding your gut microbiome but I must say that you've got to have a very robust gut microbiome to be able to handle chickpeas and hummus and those sorts of things so Mm. um you know people who have got you know IBS or any problems at the moment they would find those foods pretty tough to take so yeah yeah yeah. sticking with um you know like fermentable fibers and stuff you know broccolis and um, onions and garlic and all those sorts of things would be really, really good for a vegetarian diet. Right. Okay. And, the, and the, the cruciferous vegetables that um, we were making into a mash, you know, um, that that would help out too um, with the vegetarian diet. But I, um, I don't know, can a vegetarian or a vegan, can you work with someone like that, Kirsty? Absolutely. You can. Absolutely. I mean, you've got to you've got to be careful about your B12 intake because um, obviously, you know, B12 is carried in amino acids, and the, you know, the most usable form for that is found in protein, meat protein. You can find it in spirulina, and you can find it in different options. But um, yeah, you just you know, nut out the best plan. If someone you know is vegan or vegetarian, you work out how best to rebuild their gut within, you know what that person's philosophy is so yeah yeah. Yeah. it's harder for me to do because broths bone broths uh there you go I should have put that as my number three one to get started straight away well that's okay that brings us to number three that's great (laughs) bone broths are the building blocks to certainly what I do and the building blocks to health like the not only is the vitamins and nutrients and it's so wonderful and it's so easily to absorb because it just, you know, just sort of your body just drinks it in as you're, as you're drinking it. But secondly, it provides like that glycine and proline that your liver needs to detoxify and, it, you know, it's got all of the collagen in it to help all your joints and, and it goes in there and it sort of patches up all the, the, the holes in your gut for leaky gut and it is just such an important food. So... When I work with someone who's vegan or vegetarian, that that is something that um, I really work with them. Okay, how are we going to get around this? And we use, um, you know, kumbus and certain broths like that to try and get around that. Mm. But 
the yeah. you know the main thing is you know obviously people can go onto our website and you know I have six month packages and they can work with me and that's wonderful but we're we're getting pretty close to getting the um, program up and running on our website so people can um, go online and you know they can have you know have a version of it that they can they can work with you know on the website but if you know if you've got some serious problems and you need a health coach then you really do need to do it with someone and you know obviously that's what I do and I really enjoy it but it's hard to do it on your own very hard yeah I, I think you're right it's just you know putting all jokes aside I think that um you know vegan vegetarian whatever it is it kind of is irrelevant because at the end of the day it's the gut health that needs to be healed and whatever it takes for whoever it is is really the message that you're giving us here today it's like don't stick your head in the sand don't think that you can walk (laughs) away from this don't pretend it's not happening you know for the most part that of people that I know like you know, for the most part, people I know have been struggling with this for, you know, close to 10, 15, 20 years. So it's a, yeah. really, it's a question of at what point does quality of life become paramount? And it's kind of like that analogy. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. It's kind of like you put a frog in boiling water and it's going to jump out straight away. So you look at Casey, she's the frog in boiling water. She, you know, you can see it straight away. But for, the, for, for everybody else, it's like you put a frog in cold water, you turn the heat up. And he boils because he doesn't mm. he doesn't notice the heat turning up, and it's yeah. not, not that mm. anybody's putting any Good frogs analogy. in water. Nobody's putting any frogs in any water. Not on my watch anyway. But it, you know, like just, <laughs> <laughs> just as an analogy, it's it's it's, it's kind of like that. And most people don't know what clarity, health, vitality, energy, lightness, ease of movement, functionality. Um, suppleness they don't know what that feels like because they've been without it for so long that this is normal yeah they they yeah their new normal is not actually normal and to and to you know, actually and it's been so long and to invest the time and the money into a fictitious almost adventure because this is you know the the the, the poor normal is the normal so they're thinking well I'm not dead I'm not everything's kind of okay I mean geez it's all right so if I'm going to go and invest all of that money into something that I don't know or I don't remember, I think that's the biggest hurdle that today's podcast will hopefully help everybody jump because what you've explained today, certainly from my point of view, and I know I'm going to share this with everybody that I know, especially my family, what you've explained today is a, a whole new way of experiencing life that is worth pursuing with ferocity for as long as it takes because on the Mm -hmm. other side is um more bliss than i think we've ever than we that than what we what we can ever remember yeah and i i have i have to tell the story of my parents because my mum was on blood pressure tablets she could barely walk she was extremely overweight but you name it she had all sorts of problems and you know, one day I just said, Mum, I, I can just sort all that out for you. You just got to let me work with you. It really is that easy. Like, I can sort it out. And, and she was like, oh, no, but I'm fine. I'm managing. I'm fine. And so her normal was, I'm just fine. Mm. I was like, well, you can't really play with the grandkids. And who wants to be on blood pressure tablets? And, yeah, and, you know, from working with her, I think she was off her blood pressure tablets in maybe a month, 
maybe mm. two months. Yeah. And and my dad, you know, we unfortunately, in, you know, got all of our genetic problems from him. And he's, you know, it took him till he was 65 to actually have quality of life for the first time. He just, it's like he woke up and he said, oh, I can, I can process things. I can, you know, my life has changed and he's now fulfilling his dream. All he wanted to do was go and teach with the Aboriginal people up on the lands. And he feels so well and so connected and so, um, you know, just you talk about that bliss. Like he just feels right there that he's now fulfilling his dream at, you know, 67. What's a, reasonable, people- what's a reasonable amount of time to, to, to give yourself proper healing? Like what? What could people expect? Uh, <laughs> uh, um, well, Are we talking two years, you know, two that, months? Like, well, there is that old saying: for as many years of you as you've had it, it's at least a month. So, okay. So for me, it would be forty months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. You are. That, that's why. That's why I'm so serious about people. Like, it's this is just doesn't happen overnight. And there's so many layers to peeling back the onion. And, yeah, but on the other side, you just, you know, like I was talking about Dad, you just get to achieve the goals and do what you want to do and really feel content. And you know what Amazing. else it does is it, it enables you to do more than just survive. You begin to thrive. And it sounds like your dad's thriving and your family's thriving. And I know now, you know, I spoke to Casey last night and it was 10.30 in New Zealand and I went, Honey, it's 10.30. What are you doing up? And she went, oh, I went out to a party. And I went, honey, you're normally in bed at this time. She said, I haven't had a sleep. I'm feeling, you know. So she went to a party that she was able to go to. She left, you know, at 10.30 and she rang me on her way home. And so instead of her just surviving the exams and everything else she's had to go through over the last, you know, since April, she is now beginning to put her head above that seawater and starting to see more about her world and her life. And I think that that is probably the most important thing that people have to realise is that if you are just doing it, doing it, doing it, because that's all you can do is put one foot in front of you, it's time that you start to make some changes and, um, and start to get your health back. And, for you know, I, as Kirsty and I were talking, you know, 30 years ago, all we had to do was just change them from a junk food diet to a real food diet. But because there are generations and generations now of poor microbiomes and the passing on from generation to generation, we have sicker and sicker children. And we have to do more and more extreme, um, perhaps, protocols in order to get us well. And yeah. I think that oh. that's where you come in, is that I take them from you know, that junk food diet to that. And then they realise that, hey, there's more here. I've got to keep peeling back these onion layers. And and that's what you've got to do. And I know everybody in the office, my whole family, all want to do the protocol now. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think too, the, an interesting conversation. It probably, yeah. Sorry, Kirsty, you go? No, no, you go. That's fine. No, I was just going to say, I think that there's another conversation in this around how stress affects um you know the the health of of the gut and what you know like looking at a a really holistic approach because I think that we're such complex creatures I'm just I'm just picturing it you know Cindy you doing the food 
and the and the and the nutrition and the the whole food and all of that and it's like there's there's different all these different pieces to the puzzle that makes us mm. this incredibly innate amazing piece of life that um we just need to master but this is this has been such an eye-opening conversation Kirsty, mm. you're a champion yeah so i was just saying this there's, there's so many components to it so it's not just about oh well if i eat this food i'm going to get better because you know if you're in a a job that is just really stressing you out and it's not you know fulfilling your dreams or if you're in a toxic relationship or if you're not exercising you're not getting enough nature sun like there's you know so much that I cover in my program and so much that is so important it's not just about eating broccoli <laughs> so yeah. you know and that's actually really hard some people come to these real crisis points when they're going through this because it's like oh my gosh my one of my close friends is is not helping me. They're actually hindering me and, you know, we have to really unpack that and what does that mean and how to manage that. So, yeah, there is so many layers and so many components to it that um, in traditional times you would have just had someone along with you to help you with that, but it doesn't happen that way anymore. Well, you're We have mothers. That's what we have. We have mothers. Yeah. Well, you're a champion. Yeah. You're a champion, Kirsty. Yeah. Just an absolute champion, my love. Thank you so much. I mean, yeah. love for Thank everything, you. for everything that you are and everything that you're doing. You're just, mm. you're an exceptional human being, and we're very blessed oh. to share the planet with you. Really. Mm. Thank you. I've gone very bright red. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here we have another mother, and 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 educated. I'm not just. That's not where I am. But this is what happens. A mother gets into crisis. She says, right, what do I have to do in order? They become lionesses in order to save my children. And um, I'm so glad that you became a lioness, Kirsty. I really am. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I love my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful song. Yeah. Well, I think that this, is, this has been an incredible conversation, Kirsty. and I think for everybody who's been listening to the show, I'm on Kirsty's website right now, and it's cultured wellness.com so it's k-u-l-t-u-r-e-d wellness.com and I think you're about to be absolutely inundated with inquiries <laughs> and orders my friend so get ready good. I want to I want to share as much probiotic love as I can <laughs> good, so good, good. To me. Yeah. good. We'll, we'll get ready I'm about to please thank you I don't feel you make up it's been all I think Kimmy's trying to say that it's been awesome and thank you so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so um, thank you, my love. Thank you for being a part of the show and no doubt we're going to get lots of questions for you. Are you happy for us to send them your way? Yeah, that would be wonderful. Thank you. If you send them through to the info at culturedwellness.com. Info, info at culturedwellness.com and I reckon we probably even might get a chance to get you back on the show again. So, I hope so. Yeah, it's mm, been awesome. Definitely. And yeah. I, feel like, I feel like we've only just touched the surface of the iceberg there, isn't it? Uh, mm. Yeah, there's mm. a, yeah I, it's, absolutely. I actually find it really hard because there's just so much to talk about that I almost get a bit tongue-tied because I don't know where to start. So, mm. yeah, there's a lot, a lot to talk about. Sounds good. Mm. Well, thank you so much my love and for everybody who's been listening to today's show hopefully you guys have absolutely loved the show as much as we have 
I think it's opened up so many questions and so much clarity. So, you know, go down the rabbit hole, do some research, track Kirsty down, get onto cultured wellness, start to take responsibility for your health, as Kirsty said. Um, get onto some of those cultures for yourself and really be willing to make some changes. And if that's bone broths, if that's the way you've got to go, then so be it. But I mean, I think, you know, Cindy's been talking about that forever. But I think the, the, the key in the message is just, you know, get into action. Stop thinking that near enough is good enough because what we've got in our lives can be so much better and there's evidence of people like Kirsty and Cindy and Casey out there who are examples for us to follow. So go ahead and do that and post your comments about today's show at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat and you can also post all of your comments at allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. Now, join us here next week where we're going to be getting down the rabbit hole, getting excited, down and dirty. You know it. That's what we do. Come and hang out with us. We love you. Sending hugs down the airwaves. <laughs> join us here next week on Upbridge Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We'll see you on the ride. I just got a little bit carried away there. <laughs> yeah. See you, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> see ya. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.